Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I want to go on and do something out of the gate today instead of saving it for one of the later breaks. I want you to text DATA to 33777. I want you to read my morning piece and I want to talk about it as well. I want you to be able to have that data. Um, So text data to 33777. I need to credit my friend Leland Vittert. Uh, He's on News Nation. He was on Fox News. Yes, his name was in the uh, documents that came out of the Dominion lawsuit against Fox News. Tucker Carlson referred to him as Leland effing Vittert, except not effing. He said the word. Uh, Tucker Carlson's complaint was that Leland Vittert was actually telling the truth of what happened in the 2020 election, and uh, that was not a, a wise thing to do. It was alienating listeners, but Leland is kind of committed to actually getting the news right. And he got the news right on his program on News Nation last night. I was on with him, and he started his program with some data that a lot of people don't want to talk about, particularly when they are on the left. And it's data that needs to be talked about. Uh, You need to understand. And he displayed the data. In fact, I I want you to listen to a little of this, if I can rearrange the the audio here on my mixer so that you can hear this. This is Leland's opening of his program last night. Of Nashville, First Lady Joe Biden just arrived for a candlelight vigil. If history holds, she will echo her husband and talk about guns and the need for more gun control. She will also likely note that firearms now kill more kids than anything else. About that, she is correct. But if we want to protect kids from guns, and we should, there is no higher calling than protecting our children and thus save their lives. School shootings and preventing school shootings is not the place to start. An Associated Press analysis showed from Columbine to Nashville Mass school shootings killed 175 kids. That's 175 sets of parents with a hole the size of Texas in their heart. It can never heal. That's an average of seven kids per year, far, far too many. But in 2021, just one year, in just nine cities for which we have reliable data, guns were used to kill 465 kids. None of those were school shootings. I will stop this here, but this is an important point, and I think if we're going to have this discussion where Democrats vilify Republicans for guns, in fact, I'll give you some of the audio of it. This is Joe Scarborough on MSNBC this morning. And I must say, I've always been a strong believer in uh, the filibuster. I've always loved the idea that the House is hot, the Senate cools things down. No more. It doesn't work mm. when when six percent of Americans can allow the continued proliferation of guns without background checks and the killing of children. It's time to get rid of the filibuster when when voting rights can be threatened. And and again, majorities, overwhelming majorities want voting rights protected. But the radical minority can hide behind the filibuster and do it. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Not getting my way in the Senate, therefore get rid of the rule that I used to like until I wasn't getting my way. Jim Wallace, the 
progressive reverend who rarely speaks out against abortion on MSNBC. You said worship in your opening segment there. There was an ancient god called Moloch. Leviticus talks about Moloch, who was a god that children were sacrificed to in flames. And the Bible is very tough on Moloch. Guns are our new Moloch. Guns are the Moloch. We're sacrificing our children to Moloch when we could do easy, common sense things. You will note that Jim Wallace goes on MSNBC to say that that, uh, guns are the new Moloch. Actually, uh, Jim, the Democrats are literally sacrificing children to Moloch. It's called abortion. They even say they're doing it just like the Moloch worshipers did uh, to heal the planet, to stem the tide of population. That's literal worship to Moloch. That's actually what it was back then. You're extrapolating to try to twist the argument. And notice, Jim, you're not out there speaking when the dead kids are black in the streets of America. You're out there when it's kids in school typically white. And this becomes the problem. And it's the problem that a lot of Democrats don't want to talk about. We got a lot of laws on the books out there that they are choosing not to enforce. They want to defund the police and their preferred prosecutors from St. Louis to Philadelphia to Los Angeles to even uh, Athens, Georgia. They don't want to prosecute gun possession crimes because they think there's a racial disparity when actually it is mostly young, non-white men who are killing the children of America. And you don't actually have the Democrats want to talk about that. In just nine American cities in 2021, 465 overwhelmingly non-white children were murdered with guns. And those happen to be cities, New York, Chicago, St. Louis, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, in addition to Houston and Phoenix, where the local prosecutors will not prosecute gun crimes because what they say is systemic racism, because of racial discrepancies. 465 children alone in those nine cities died in 2021. Add up all the school shootings, Columbine and beyond, you have 175 deaths. It's 175 too many. But why is it the Democrats and people in the media, they want to abandon their supposed long-held values when it's school shootings that they can use and they totally ignore the deaths on a daily basis in this country of young kids, mostly non-white, from mostly non-white shooters, and instead their position is let's not prosecute these people and their gun crimes. 1,400 people, 1,400 people were shot, not necessarily killed, but shot in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 2022 between January 1st and August 22nd of 2022. 1,400 people. And you know what the district attorney of, of Philadelphia says? Well, we need to stem the tide of guns, but we don't need to prosecute gun possession crimes because it's racially discriminatory. You think I'm making that up? Here's his exact quote. People of color are disproportionately stopped in Philadelphia and arrested for illegal gun possession in Philadelphia and statewide. And that was his answer to the question of why are you not prosecuting gun possession crimes? Back to Leland Vittert's point. Every child should be safe. But it's really notable how the Democrats gravitate to the optics of mass shootings 
while totally ignoring the inconvenient deaths of black children across America in the streets from black and Hispanic gang members and then choose to defund the police and not enforce existing gun laws. If you want to crack down on gun deaths in America, you don't need to ban the AR-15. You need to enforce existing laws and arrest the people who are illegally possessing guns. A hundred seventy-five deaths from Columbine, Red Lake High School, West Nickel Mines Amish School, Virginia Tech, Northern Illinois University, Oikos University, Sandy Hook Elementary School, University of California, Santa Barbara, Marysville Pilchuk High School, Umqua Community College, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Santa Fe High School, Oxford High School, Robb Elementary School, the Covenant School, Nashville. 175 deaths from 1999 to 2023. 175 deaths. 175 too many. In 2021, from just New York, Chicago, St. Louis, Los Angeles, Houston, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington, 465 children killed. In Chicago, there were 475 school shooting deaths from 1999 to 2023. In Chicago alone in 2021, 151 children were killed on the south side of Chicago due to gun violence. And there's no outrage there by the Democrats. In fact, the Democrats tell us we're not supposed to talk about that because that's for the black community. Really? That That's actually what they say is for the black community to talk about. Not the rest of us, but they're clearly not talking about it because it keeps happening and the numbers keep going up. And then they get on television and they tell us things that are not true, that the AR-15 is a military weapon brought to the streets. Actually, Democrats, the AR-15 was a civilian rifle long before the military embraced it. Yeah, here's the truth. For those of you who don't know, the AR-15 was produced in the 1950s by Armalite. The AR doesn't stand for assault rifle, like the Democrats tell you. And if you embrace the phrase assault rifle to deal with the AR-15, you're embracing a talking point, not the truth. And I thought you people were committed to the truth. The AR stands for Armalite. It was a civilian rifle before the military embraced it and modified it to make the M-16. The reason it's the most produced and common AR-15 or rifle in America is because of Congress. Congress sought to ban it in the 1990s, but they they banned black AR-15s. If you painted it pink, it wasn't banned. When the ban expired in the late 90s, early 2000s, it became the most popular gun in America as people rushed to buy them after the ban. They hadn't been able to get them. Since the 1970s, it's been the most mass-produced commercial civilian rifle in the country. Why? Because the patents expired. There are actually more powerful civilian rifles out there. You may not know this, but in most states, you're not allowed to hunt with an AR-15 because it's not powerful enough. You hear all the time the stories about how powerful the AR-15 is, and the media ignores the fact that it's actually not a very powerful rifle. You can't even use it to hunt in most states because it's not powerful enough. It's considered cruel to the animals if you use it. 
Those are the facts. All of you have been saying it's a military-style rifle. It's a military rifle. It's a battlefield instrument. It's not. In fact, it was a civilian rifle before the military modified it for military purposes. 465 children in one year in nine cities died from gun violence, and the Democrats who want to ban the AR-15 don't want to enforce the existing gun laws that would have prevented those. They just want to do something new. Isn't it amazing the people who tell us all about our white privilege are the white people who do not care when black kids across America are gunned down in the streets and don't want to do a damn thing about it, but they want to pass new laws to ban existing guns because it makes them feel good to do something. You want to do something and force existing gun laws. Stop telling me you want to take my guns away when you don't want to even take guns away from existing criminals because you think it's systemic racism to do so. You've so bought into this woke intersectional nonsense, you can't enforce the existing laws to stop existing kids from dying on the streets of America. Stop lecturing the rest of us on gun bans when you won't enforce existing laws that would stop most of the gun deaths of children in America. Stop using dead kids in schools as props to advance an agenda when you won't actually enforce existing laws in America. It's really gross. But they can't do that because to do that, they would have to enforce existing laws and those existing laws they enforce would mostly be enforced against non-white young men, and they've so bought into the idea America is systemically racist, if they enforce those laws and stop those kids from being killed by those gang members, they would run afoul of their own intersectional ideology. Better to ban the AR-15 that would only have stopped 175 deaths in the last 25 years. Better to ban that than try to save 465 children in just nine cities in one year because their ideology and the media's ideology trumps the facts. We live in emotional times. You want to deal with this rationally? You want to deal with this with common sense? Enforce existing laws. I have not only converted my entire family to bull and branch sheets, but a lot of my friends as well, because I actually believe in them. You can feel the craftsmanship. And the amazing thing is that these sheets get softer every time you wash them. Don't believe me. Give them a try right now. You can get early access to bull and branches spring sale. You use code Eric. That would be my name. E R I C K and get 20% off today at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch B O L L A N D branch.com. The promo code is Eric. Exclusions apply. See the site for details. I got to tell you guys, these sheets are designed for incredible night sleeps. They're made without toxins. They're free from synthetic pesticides, formaldehydes, harsh chemicals. They fit really deep mattresses. And I've got a thick mattress, and they don't shrink up, which is great. Take care of the sheets. The sheets take care of you, and you get a 30-night risk-free guarantee with free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders. And right now, use code ERIC to take 20% off today at BolandBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com, promo code ERIC. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I want everyone in America 
to say this name with me, Don Parsons. Come on, repeat after me, Don Parsons. One more time, need everybody out there, all of you, Don Parsons. You don't know who Don Parsons is. I want you to know who Don Parsons is. There are several names that I want you to know, but we need to begin with Don Parsons. Don Parsons is a legislator in the state of Georgia. He represents Cobb County. Last year in Cobb County in an elementary school, first graders were corralled together by a PE teacher who decided to indoctrinate them into same-sex relationships in a public school. The school superintendent, the school principal and all have defended the PE teacher, denied it happened. Multiple people have come forward, including the teacher uh, paraprofessional who saw it happen. Uh, the PE teacher deciding to indoctrinate the first graders into same-sex relationships. Don Parsons is the state legislator in that area. Don Parsons, behind the scenes, worked to kill school choice yesterday. School choice in Georgia died. School choice in, in, in the nation passed in Texas. It's passed in Arizona. It's passed in Louisiana. It's passed in Florida, expanded in Florida. It's passed in Iowa. It's now passed in Arkansas. Don Parsons of Cobb County, Georgia, helped kill it yesterday in a closed-door meeting of Republicans in the state legislature. Don Parsons demanded they listen to him because of his seniority. He's been there since 1996, perhaps too long. Don Parsons has been in the state legislature. Don Parsons desperately wants to keep his committee chairmanship, and Don Parsons may should have it stripped from him, but of course they won't. Don Parsons, Republican from Cobb County, Georgia, helped kill school choice in Georgia. Don Parsons is in my listening audience in the metro Atlanta area, along with a lot of Republicans who will be gathering this afternoon in Cobb County, where Don Parsons lives, to hear from Ron DeSantis, who is on the campaign trail, but technically a book tour in Georgia. I suspect Don Parsons might go to hear Ron DeSantis, who just expanded school choice in the state of Florida. And those of you who are Republicans at Ron DeSantis's event should probably go up to Don Parsons and make sure Don Parsons understands that you support school choice and Don Parsons is on the side of the Democrats and Don Parsons might need to retire after 30 years in the legislature or be made to retire if Don Parsons is going to side with the wokes and the left and the Democrats and kill the opportunity for young kids to escape the indoctrination efforts inside public schools. Remember Don Parsons' name. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Uh, should you wish to be on the program, I want to go to the phones. Mike, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Mike. Yeah, hey, Eric, what a breath of fresh air to have you in this time slot here in Connecticut. It's, Thank you. Uh, tough. It's tough in this state, I'll tell you. Um, talk about backwards. But anyhow, I just wanted to make sure that I got the voice now to uh, get it across that our illustrious uh, Senator Murphy there back in September killed a $40 million, $45 million school safety bill 
that would have put in bulletproof glass, metal detectors, resource officers, mental health money, everything that could have prevented this last shooting. Maybe not because that was a private school, but you get the point. But it was up from Ted Cruz from Texas, put on the floor, ready to be voted, and Murphy called it, um, what do you call it, Uh, television BS, basically. And nobody has to take my word on it. All you got to do is Google it and watch the video. It was disgusting. You know, I remember when that happened, Mike, too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the bill... I'm sorry, Eric. Yeah, the bill, just one more point. The bill had nothing to do with confiscation, and that's why he killed it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Mike's talking about, it was a, a bill by Ted Cruz last year, and it would have it was a very simple bill. It wasn't even seven pages long, and it would have funded security and reinforcement of schools after the Uvalde shooting, and Senator Murphy of Connecticut killed it because it didn't also ban the AR-15. He didn't want to improve school security without also banning guns. He didn't have the votes for banning guns. He did have the votes for school security, and he basically said, screw the kids and their security if you're not going to ban the guns. That was the Connecticut senator, Senator Murphy. That's right. That's exactly right. Thank you, Eric, for putting that on the national air. He's, he's not nothing for the kids. It's all his agenda. Yep, absolutely. Mike, listen, thanks, and thanks for the kind words. I, I'm so glad to be up in Connecticut on WICC. Really am. Uh, it, it, it's nice to grow nationally, and I appreciate them for taking a chance on a guy with a voice for print. <laughs> and, and they have. Thank you very much. Yo, th- this is the sort of games the Democrats are playing. That They, they want to use the media to blast the Republicans for not supporting a ban on AR-15s. But they themselves kill legislation routinely that would reinforce schools, uh, allow schools to get rid of, for example, glass doors and put in reinforced steel doors uh, to hire permanent school security, armed guards at schools. You're not going to get the votes to ban the AR-15. And and by the way, you ban the AR-15, you do realize that most, even most deaths in schools are from handguns. Most school shootings involve handguns, and the Democrats don't want to ban handguns. Those 475 deaths in nine American cities in 2021, they came from handguns. The Democrats aren't going after handguns. They can't go after handguns. The reason Democrats can't go after handguns is because there is a constitutional right to own handguns. Uh, The Supreme Court in the Heller decision, if you read it as narrowly as Democrats choose to read it, There is a constitutional right to keep and bear a handgun in your home. So they can't ban the handguns. So they want to go after the AR-15s, never mind the disproportionate deaths from handguns. And by the way, if we're being real here, 50,000 gun deaths in America a year. You fund mental health. Democrats don't want to fund mental health. In fact, they're attacking Republicans for saying we should focus on mental health. If you focused on mental health, If you focused on mental health and you wiped out the suicide deaths, 50,000 gun deaths a year in America, you got rid of the suicides. Do you know how many gun deaths in America there would be if you got rid of suicides? Any idea? Roughly 13,000. 
still too many, isn't it? Still too many. More people are going to die of COVID and the flu this year separately than that. More people will die of COVID this year than gun deaths if you were to get rid of the suicides by gun. More people will die of the flu this year than of gun deaths if you got rid of suicides. So, yeah, still too many, but way less. And the Democrats don't want to fund mental health issues related to that. They certainly don't want to uh, bring people back into asylums. I got to tell you, I I think we made a mistake in the late 70s shutting down mental, mental institutions. A lot of people who are roaming the streets should probably be institutionalized where they could get help. But uh, we we stigmatize mental institutions. So I, as a kid, I grew up in, a, well, I grew up in Dubai, but would come home to the town where I lived until I was five years old. It's called Jackson, Louisiana. Jackson, Louisiana. I, I, will, I will tell you this. I was with James Carville one time. Uh, James Carville, Mary Matlin, uh, dear friends, got to know him when I was at CNN. James Carville looked at Mary Matlin when I first got hired at CNN and said, Mary, if you looked up Jackson, Louisiana in the dictionary, uh, you would find that a synonym is, well, I'll say poop hole, but he didn't say poop. Uh, Jackson, Louisiana is a very, very rural part of Louisiana. Uh, they have a stoplight now. When I was a kid, they didn't even have stoplights. Apparently, they put one in back in the 60s or 70s, and it scared the horses, so they took it out. Uh, Jackson, Louisiana is a town of 2,000 people if you count the mental patients at the state mental institution that is in Jackson, Louisiana. When I was a kid, you could hear the prisoners on full moons howling at the moon. We lived very, very close. When I was a kid, a man got out of the, the mental institution. Uh, my friend John Scott, his grandmother, lived across the street from us, and she had a big live oak tree in her backyard. And John Scott's dad was building a, a fort for us, a treehouse. And the mental patient had climbed up into the fort and uh, didn't have any clothes on, jumped out of the tree when the people came for him, uh, tried to make it to the Catholic Church screaming sanctuary, and they got him and rounded him back up. Now, I remember coming home from school one day, and there were all these people over in uh, Miss McDonald's yard, and it was the crazy man up in the treehouse before he tried to flee to the Catholic Church seeking sanctuary. Um, interesting place. Well, they, they have wound down mental hospitals around the country, uh, because they, they, uh, it was stigmatizing, stigmatizing. And I've got to tell you that, um, we need to bring them back because there are a lot of people roaming the streets of America who Democrats would rather be homeless roaming the streets of America than be cared for and their mental health treated in these institutions. And we could we could do a lot if Democrats uh, weren't so fearful of uh, supposedly stigmatizing groups. I mean, just think about think about gun violence in this country. If the Democrats would actually enforce gun laws in this country instead of screaming that they're racist, they could save a lot of kids from being shot every year, but they would rather grandstand on TV. Uh, back to the phones. Willie, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Willie. Yes, uh, Eric, first of all, I want to thank you for your show and and the uh, key thing that you tend to do regularly, which is to show, uh, you know, lift up the Christian values as to the impact that they can have on social and political issues, even though there are people that want you to get off that. They don't understand that uh, these issues cannot be solved through uh, man's means. <clears throat> And uh, having said that, I, 
I, I appreciate how you brought to the forefront this issue of school choice earlier. And once I heard it, I began to try to rally some support, but I guess I didn't go to the right people in, in, in time. But help me understand what I missed here. Initially, when I heard you, you indicated that the Democrats were pushing for a bill that uh, on the basis of uh, civil rights. But then it seems like in the final analysis, how, how is it that they end up, ended up being against the bill and the Republicans? I thought there was a potential win-win for everybody. I understand that initially it would have benefited people only from failing schools. Can you help us understand this whole yeah. story okay. from where so it was and where it is there now? Were, yeah, Willie, there were a handful of Democrats, uh, and this is specifically I'm going to talk about the Georgia legislation, although the Democrats have been supporting it in another of, a number of other states handful of Democrats who supported school choice. Uh, they were in the minority. Uh, the majority of the Democrats said it would it would hurt public schools, even though it wouldn't. Um, they had a number of Republicans who joined on with them, and the Republicans in the state legislature got it through the Senate. It was actually rural Republican legislators in the state house who killed it, scared of their local school superintendents, unelected school superintendents. Uh, Beth Camp, a state legislator in Georgia, y'all need, need to know who Beth Camp is. Uh, the, someone sent me a screenshot of an email the local superintendent in Pike County, Georgia, sent out, making sure all the all the the public school teachers thank Beth Camp, a Republican who voted against school choice, supported it on the campaign trail, and then opposed it in the legislature. Uh, yes, Beth Camp, Beth Camp, Republican in Georgia, supported school choice on the on the campaign trail opposed it when she voted like Don Parsons and uh, we need to make these people famous for killing school choice would have allowed poor kids in schools to escape those failing public schools and gotten into better schools and uh, the, these Republicans said they would rather these poor black kids stay in failing schools than be able to escape to private schools where they could get a better education uh, these Republicans Don Parsons Beth Camp and others they're the ones who've betrayed the voters. They're the ones who said they supported it on the campaign trail. And then when they didn't have any opposition and they got into the legislature, they voted against it and killed it. You Republicans have been played by some of your state legislators. I'll get the rest of the names for you so you have them all. Just so you know, we need to make these people famous. Now, back to the phones. Tom, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Yes, thanks for taking my call, Eric. Um, sure. Question, I've heard... Um, over the last, uh, I don't know, a couple of months, there's been this idea propagated that uh, gun violence is the number one cause of death in um, ch children, say, under 18 years old, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I went to the CDC website, and it looks like they have something to that effect on there. Now, to me, that doesn't make sense, just from common sense. But I wonder if you have uh, heard this and if you've looked it up and uh, what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, so this this is the new talking point uh, from the CDC that until 2021, uh, vehicle accidents were more likely to kill someone under the age of 18 than any other cause. And in 2021, uh, in large part because we had a decline of people driving during lockdowns, uh, gun deaths uh, have now become the leading cause of death for people under the age of 18. That's That's the claim. Uh, now, it, it does depend on how you count it and things like that and uh, as to 
whether it's actually the cause, but that's what they claim at this point that uh, vehicles right. up until lockdowns were the leading cause of death, and now it's it's guns. Boy, that it just seems it doesn't seem like it's that doesn't seem to make sense. I guarantee you know if you take the suicide out, like you were saying earlier, that could make sense, I guess. But yeah. Um, now, for perspective, now I'm looking at the New York Times article from 2021 uh, and, or 2022. In 2021, 3,597 kids were killed from guns ages uh, newborn through 18 years old, um, slightly more than the number of kids killed in vehicular accidents. Uh, that included the Uvalde shooting as well. Um, in 2020, um, it looks like 2,279 kids were killed by guns, which was slightly less than the number of um, than the number of vehicular accidents. Now, interestingly enough, uh, ear, to your point, suicides actually played the disproportionately high role. Wow. Wow, not surprising. That's probably because of the uh, lockdowns and, and everything isolation. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, a little Great. more of a complicated issue than than what so many of them would like to say. Uh, it, it is very often kids, sadly, uh, very sadly, uh, having gotten a gun from their parents to commit suicide, and that in and of itself is a more complicated topic than just gun violence in America, because it is a mental health issue in America. And that's that's a sad thing. Um, it, it, there's just no way to to make any sort of good transition into into a live read after talking about something like that. But I do need to uh, put f- front and center in your mind Patriot Mobile, which actually stands up for the Second Amendment when it's under assault. They they fund the great groups out there that defend your Second Amendment right. They also uh, support the pro life movement. They support the uh, conservative parents running against school boards. This is very simple uh, ask of you guys. If you have had a cell phone contract for a very long time with your cell phone provider, you hadn't gone in to got a new contract, so you've been under it for a couple of years, and you just month to month renewing, why don't you move your cell phone service to Patriot Mobile? PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. It's not that hard. It's really not a hassle. They'll even take your existing phone number that you have, and they will move it over. Uh, and they can activate, give you an electronic SIM card, so you don't have to. It's not an. It's not a hard ask for you to do. It's a pretty easy shift if you have an unlocked cell phone. You don't even have to get a new phone. You just take your existing phone. You take your phone number. Patriot Mobile moves it to them, and they're already using the same cell towers everybody else is using. So it's not like you're going to have a degradation of service. You're going to get guaranteed great service. You go to PatriotMobile.com/Eric, or you can call them nine seven two Patriot. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. They're Christian conservatives, and they put their money where their mouth is. As their profits grow, their spending in the conservative movement grows. So you compound the effort of funding the conservative movement, and you get guaranteed great service. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. I really do hope you will text data to 33777 and subscribe to the daily email. Uh, just look at my morning piece. If nothing else, listen to the entirety of Leland Vittert's opening to a show yesterday, and I have put it in its entirety in my morning piece, the, the inconvenient uh, death of certain children. Um, I titled it something like that. Y'all, it's, it's so important that you understand that 
we could, in all seriousness, dramatically impact the deaths of children by guns in this country if Soros-funded prosecutors, and it literally is Soros-funded prosecutors, enforced existing laws. The fact that they won't and would rather take away people's gun rights as opposed to enforcing existing laws and they won't enforce them because they think they're racially discriminatory. That that should tell you everything you need to know about this. This isn't about solving the problem. This isn't about advancing an anti-freedom ideological agenda based on intersectional woke nonsense. It's appalling. Now, the other thing that is appalling, I got to tell you, TikTok is on a full PR campaign uh, funded by the left and China. Listen to Joy Reid yesterday on MSNBC. You know, it, it, it makes, I think it makes a lot of people uncomfortable just from a, a limited government perspective sure. for the government to be able to order a company to sell, a foreign company to sell itself to an American. That sounds a little bit like colonialism to me. Colonialism, really. Uh, you know, the Chinese do this sort of stuff with us all the time. And uh, the, unfortunately, Congress is overplaying its hand, drafting too broad a piece of legislation as opposed to just getting rid of TikTok, which is a Chinese surveillance site. And people are screaming about the First Amendment. I got a hard time believing it's a First Amendment issue. When Congress isn't banning speech, they're banning a Chinese surveillance app. And they should, but should restrain themselves and actually ban TikTok and not expand a massive government program across all of technology. This is about TikTok. It's not about social media in general. It's not about people's speech. It's about a Chinese surveillance app collecting data on Americans across the board. We need to get rid of it. Um, When we come back, we need to get rid of Joe Manchin as well. Why is the Wall Street Journal letting this guy do PR? No idea.